Greetings, everyone. You're tuned to Citizen Reporter, the podcast that often focuses on underreported news and global concerns. I'm your host, Mark Fonseca Rendeiro, coming to you from the home studio, the Treehouse Studio in Amsterdam. And this show has been going since 2004. We're still here, uh, coming to you almost every week or something along those lines. And I'm very glad you could uh, join me today. So let's see. It's uh, it's March of 2015. A lot of things always, of course, going on in our world and, of course, in our individual lives. I'm sure wherever you are, you've got things going on. So I'm glad you could take this time and be with me, uh, as, as many of you have for a very long time. I still think it's a very special thing. And, uh, well... Yeah, there's that. Now, uh, something happened, uh, something very specific. I lost someone. We lost someone as a world. I lost a friend. uh, And I wanted to talk about him on today's program. This isn't one of those cases of someone who you knew your whole life or for years and years and years and you were super close with. Uh, If anything, it's it's an example where I, I wish I had been closer or had more time. Uh, I guess we we often wish things like that. Uh, my friend's name, Raja Oase, and he may be a friend of yours, in fact. Maybe you know him better than I do. That wouldn't be that hard. Uh, I've known Raja since 2013, when we had OM Hacker Camp here in the Netherlands. And if you've been listening for any amount of time, uh, you know that there are these hacker camps that happen every two years, alternating between the Netherlands and Germany. And I really enjoy them. I've been enjoying them uh, since 2005, I guess, or 2006. And they've always been strongly connected with this podcast because in some ways, many ways, the hacker community reached out to me uh, when I was starting this program and said, you would be interested in what we're doing. You're connected, right? And maybe you've heard me tell this story over the years. So there I am at Ohm, uh, some some piece of farmland uh, greenery in the Netherlands, in my tent, walking around with my microphone, seeing old friends. And at some point, I meet uh, a group of people, which include Raja and my friend Sarah, uh, who are from, they're introduced to me as uh, people who started a hacker space in Beirut, in Lebanon, a place where even on this program, we've gone together to Lebanon and done interviews. And of course, very exciting, um, also because they're just very uh, enthusiastic and kind individuals, so much fun. And so from that first moment, we were a roving gang uh, Raja, myself, Sarah, lots of other friends, Bilal, who I hope is is out there and doing well, maybe even listening to this. And we would wander around uh, Hacker Camp for those four days, uh, seeing what's going on. And at one point, we even got involved. I remember it very well. There's a photo running around. We ended up volunteering or being coerced, I'm not sure, uh, into a play about the Icelandic uh, bank collapse And there we sat on stage, all of us, the gang, playing different roles in this very funny and very quirky uh, theater piece. I think we were more people uh, in the play than actually were watching it. No, no, wait, no, that's not true. But anyway, there, there, you know, I got to know uh, Raja and thankfully um, it was a wonderful experience, of course, and I had 
many nice days. And even afterwards, um, uh, he came to my house, uh, cooked him dinner, made him uh, my patented chai, which I've been working on for years here at the, the kitchen lab. And we would keep in touch, of course, after that, always. And uh, uh, sometimes more than others, about on some subjects more than others. A lot of it, I confess, through Facebook. And I, and I say I confess because Facebook on the one hand, connects us, right? Sometimes in personal ways. And on the other hand, uh, it's also constant moving, I don't know, constant information. So I hadn't been, well, there was, I didn't notice initially that he was sick. I knew that there had been a problem involving his brain. I knew there had been a procedure and I had, I guess out of sheer wishful thinking, I had thought, well, then the worst is behind us and he's doing well. And I, and, and again, always judging this by the occasional message, the occasional comment on some article or some joke. It was always so much about the daily, what's going on? What are you looking at? What are you thinking? And it wasn't so much about how's your health? Um, and maybe, maybe that's a good way to be. I don't know, but, but I, I certainly felt um, silly and I don't know, not good about not being aware of his medical condition and of course, that's that was cancer, uh, and our, our mutual friends would tell me uh, sometime last year that this was going on, and that actually it wasn't going well, and no, it was unlikely that he would have much longer to live, and that was, of course, very shocking to hear. Um, and there he was in in Beirut, and here I sit in Amsterdam, and. It's not the easiest place to get to on a, on a tight budget, but no, no excuses. You know, I haven't been going there since my first visit in 2012. And actually, I am going. Uh, I've been planning a trip to Beirut, uh, coincidentally, actually, even before I really understood the extent of his sickness. But it was one of the things I was looking forward to, to get to see Raja, to get to see Sarah, to get to see so many friends uh, in, in Beirut, but above all, Raja, because I, I, you know, as soon as I mentioned that I was coming, uh, friends said, you know, good, because we don't have much time. And, and Raja, I mean, we didn't have any such conversation. Our conversation was more awesome, good great. It's going to be fun. You know, I will see you. Great. It wasn't like, hurry up. I don't have time. You know, there was nothing, nothing like that. Um, so my trip is coming up. I'm, we're one week away. Uh, by the time you hear this, I might already be in Beirut. No, well, it's unlikely. I, I still have a few days, but, um, and then as you know, and this is not me trying to put together some dramatic story. Uh, Raja passed away on February 11th, uh, 2015. He must have been around 27 years old. Um, and, you know, my, my last <sighs> communications with him were, were via Facebook, were, were comments on a post. I don't even know. I think that post was me looking for affordable places to stay in, uh, in Beirut, which, which uh, you know, the community helped me find. He helped me find. And... Um, yeah, and I'll tell you what else is strange, um, and this comes back to Facebook in some ways. Uh, I would look for when uh, he would post something, of course, and you try to keep up, right? But when you have that list of people, 
you miss stuff. Uh, you know, a post goes by, and usually it's not a big deal. You missed some article, you missed some discussion. It's Facebook. It'll be fine. But of course, uh, you know, February 11th passes, February 12th, February 13th. February 14th, I think I had a lot of deadlines around that time, whatever it was. And I think only five days later, four days later, do I see that people are posting tributes and saying, I miss you on his wall. And I realize the the inevitable or, or you know, it's, it's happened. And I feel, of course, bad to lose someone, but also I feel dumb or just, I don't know, not good that not only do I lose a friend, does the world lose something very special, but I, I didn't even see it, right? I wasn't paying close enough attention. And this is not a, hopefully not a, an ego trip. It's not about me being good or bad, or it's just disappointed me that, um, I don't know, I guess you always want to things to end in a better way you want to know i would want to know the day it happens the, the moment if possible um and instead i'm i'm late you know or it feels late it feels not good you know um and i, I guess there's no good way to slice it anyway so i'm not gonna spend too much more time uh being hung up on the fact that i i i, I missed it i missed it the day of the day after what is beautiful is that now on Facebook and other, you know, venues, um, email, there's a lot of discussion about him. There's a lot of sharing of stories. I'm sure many of you have experienced such things when you lose a friend, even through social media. As limited as social media can be sometimes, it also has tremendous power. And in this case, I've seen a lot of good uh in the in the aftermath of Raja's death, I've seen people getting closer through their messages. I can tell they're spending more time together. I've gotten to know, or just watching, even maybe that's not really getting to know, but I'm watching close people who are close to him, family, friends, and I'm admiring them. And, and I'm actually going to reach out. I've already started and meet some of them while I'm there. And uh, it's it's amazing. You know, you learn so much about someone. Uh, not only when they're alive, but even after they're gone, you, you learn even more. Um, yeah, Raja, I mean, we, we saw each other at, at the the last time we saw each other must have been Hacker Congress or, or CCC Congress a year ago. It may have been more than that. You know, I'm really, must have been 2000, could it have been still 2013? Um which was a lot of fun, of course. And uh, I was looking through old messages and I see him looking for me like, where are you? How come you're not here? You're late, you know? <laughs> and um, I think the, the, the thing that keeps coming back to me, of course, it's normal, is, uh, man, you know, I should have spent more time. I should have, whatever I was doing those days, if I only spent one hour or two hours, if I only had dinner with him, I should have had lunch and breakfast. You know, you, you have these thoughts. I should have... Um, spent more time because because it was always so much fun and uh there's so much to learn and and i just want more i guess i'm greedy like that um anyway uh, he was on the podcast again he should have been on more <laughs> i don't know why sometimes i with with people in my life that are close to me i actually or even i mean 
I don't know. I just want to leave them alone in terms of microphones and enjoy their presence as we we did uh, when we had those dinners, either at an event or in my house. Uh, but he was on my podcast. The the edition that we did about Ohm, which was such a special night. There was so many voices. Um, he was one of several, really. And and again, <laughs> I wish I had put him on earlier in the program, but he does come on and uh, talks about his experience at this hacker camp, at this event with these people, what he sees, what he thinks. And I think it's really special. And so what I want to do is, I mean, the program itself I can link to. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. But I'm just going to cut right to his audio or when he appears in the program. At the time, right, we're all talking about what we find special and our experiences. So that's the context. And for me, it's just a pleasure to hear him talking about anything, but especially talking about what's special about this moment in his life, in our lives, where we are, what we're sharing, what it all means, and how it fits into the bigger puzzle of our world, which is, of course, something he and I were always eager to talk about, um, reflecting about the outside world as as much as we would also reflect about our individual worlds. And uh, that also reminds me, he was from from maybe the first moment or very early on in my life, he wasn't just interested in that which I do, which of course was always fun to talk about and uh, the podcast projects, the the jobs, but he was really interested in my, <laughs> in my love life, uh, my heart, more like he was interested in how I was doing, if I was sad, if I was happy, who it was in my life that was making such a difference or, or, or lacking or all my misadventures at that time. And then right around uh, the last time we would have seen each other, I had met somebody, of course, that's my partner, uh, who lives with me and, and of course, has changed my life in a very good way. And he was so excited about all this. He wanted to hear the details. And maybe you have someone in your life that is like that, and that's a good thing. That's a very important thing. But it was just something special. It's something that I could share with him. And he was always eager to hear the latest. And he would get... He was very good at getting excited about whatever it is was going on in your life as a friend. And uh, it's... Um, that... It's contagious because I, I would get excited about whatever he was involved in. And and this challenge, this cancer, uh, that was a harder one. I, I, you know, again, I guess that's why you focus on the, the daily things and the thinking and the talking and the not so much time, <laughs> I guess. So what I want to do in this program is uh, it's not going to take very long. Uh, I want to put his audio, maybe I'll do it here. So this is Raja Oase, uh, one of the few times, the only time, actually, let me be clear, the only time he was on my podcast, and I'm so honored that he was. This, you know, we had this group of people, we were sitting around, you, there should have been a campfire, but we didn't have a campfire. We had a LED light, which was from some uh, crowdfunding project, I'm sure, and we were gathered around an LED light, and it was this eclectic group of people. I'm going to let it play from the moment Raja steps in, uh, and you'll hear a lot of other voices, and I, I, I'll i stop it when I feel like it needs to be stopped. So uh, here we go. Let's go back in time, just uh, back to 2013, the, the time in my life where I, I met this very special person who, even in a small amount of time, had a deep impact uh, in, in how I see the world and, and how I appreciate uh, everything and everyone. 
Well, I'm just, I'm Raja. I'm just from, I'm, I'm from Lebanon and I have like a couple of things that I want to say com leading off your previous conversation. So the funny thing was like back, harkening back to the beginning when you guys were talking about the unfairness and the whole quarter, Afri quarter of the benefit of Africa and stuff, which will lead in, is that the funny thing is the infrastructure at this camp is better than my infrastructure back home in Lebanon on a daily basis. Like I don't have electricity 24-7, I don't have running water or hot water 24-7. Um, you know, so it's. <laughs> but then, how do you feel about this? Is this a good thing? What we're doing here is this. Is it irritating? Well, I, I, well, the thing is, it's irritating to go back home and have <laughs> and actually find that the challenge of getting over this is very tough, because when you don't have the infrastructure there, it's difficult to build anything, build on top of anything. And one of the things, I was, I was, like speaking of localized technology, because Laura brought up the fact that sometimes people don't want these foreign technologies pushed on them. Um, actually, the funny thing is, you'll easily find Lebanon people complaining that, for example, like WhatsApp is like a devil app, and that like they was spread, you know, like into into countries like Lebanon to like reduce their productivity. And you'll find this as a common random folk thing that on riding a bus or riding a, a taxi. And uh, the thing is, though, this actually has inspired a whole generation, if I might say of entrepreneurs and and software developers there who have come up with localized uh, solutions to things that perhaps aren't needed you know anywhere else or perhaps other places can look at so and it actually this whole this whole lack of infrastructure this whole kind of feeling like that apps are colonializing you know our environment has actually pushed a whole generation of makers into existence there so for example Sarah and I here are of that generation of makers and so we come here and sure, everything seems fancy and cool, even though we were at a campsite and it's like better than home half the time. Um, but the thing is, it makes you, I guess, I feel like it makes you want to go back and do something about it. But I don't know if everyone's equally motivated, but that's how I feel. So I just wanted to make sort of a sort of a meta level comment about this whole discussion about sort of the global impact of what's going on here. That I think uh, one trend I see in in general what's going on here at Ohm is towards people connecting with each other more. So you sort of picture the stereotypical hacker working in some basement on some tiny project that maybe only benefits themselves or just something they find cool and not sharing it with anyone. And then this hacker maybe connects with people through the internet and then has sort of this wide community and starts, starts making things they might find cool. And maybe these people get together and they set up a physical hacker space. So now you have people connecting in person, working on projects that this larger group of people might benefit from. And they start working on things for their community or for people who are, who are similar to them. And then you get to a space like this and you meet people who are different from you. And you start seeing the ways in which your work can sort of have a, a, a broader impact. Maybe it's at, at, at a nation level. Or now we're even seeing more of this openness towards the global perspective, where these, these, these people who, as I say, stereotypically you imagine working in their basements on things that no one else cares about are now starting to connect up to this global level. Uh, and I've just been astounded at the level of, of openness I've seen to these ideas. You know, I've, I haven't heard anyone at all say, man, why are people talking about projects in Africa? This is about our hackerspaces. No one has said anything like that. In fact, every time I've, I've talked to people after a talk with a more global focus, it's just been an astoundingly open and, and just a, a, a warm reception to that. And people are, are getting very curious. And so I'm very hopeful that in four years' time, we'll see a lot more global focus on countries that are not like ours, on people who are not like us.
I had an odd moment that you remind me of. I gave a talk on Syrian citizen journalists, and, and people know what I do. And uh, as I walked off stage, some Spanish uh, hackers came up to me, really kind, and they. Uh, I thought we were going to say hello. I thought we were going to chat, and the guy goes, uh, "I'm a programmer. I, I do a little developing. Uh, as a journalist working in the places where you've worked, what would you like me to make for you?" <laughs> and I didn't know what to say in that very moment because it was like, wow, wait a minute, I'm going to think of something really good, and I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> so those were the, the many voices sitting around this circle, and as we sat there, I remember it so well, and I'm sure anyone who was there still does, people kept walking up to this circle. It was dark, where the sun had gone down. There was lots of things going on, but yet our little circle got so much attention, and people would join in. They'd just walk up and start talking or start listening take pictures, uh, record, whatever it was. And, uh, and, and of course, Raja was part of that circle. Um, there's one other piece that I wanted to add here. And he also participates, I believe. But at some point, I, uh, well, you know what, let me, let me let it speak for itself. It was one of my favorite moments, I think, ever, actually. Not just of that summer, not just, maybe just ever. Um, here. And as a conclusion, because I think we all want to go stroll around and see friends, or we want to stay right here. Um, and, and since we started off by talking about this camp, and then, and then we connected it to the world beautifully, I think, um, I want to come back to the camp and to illustrate it in some way, give me, I'm going to go around, there's, there's new people in the circle, and um, something either beautiful or str profoundly strange that you saw today, no matter how small <laughs> or, or how big, uh, just if you didn't see it today, if you saw it in the last few days, uh, you, uh, you probably saw 20 things, but choose one. Um, I can. Oh, you're ready. All right, good. I, I'm I'm ready because I've I've been wanting to make sure this anecdote of mine uh, gets in this program because it was sort of the most important thing for me, and I'd sort of like to, to paint a picture, a visual picture for the people listening. Uh, so when I got to the got to camp, I didn't have any talks that I was giving, no project I had brought. I'm like, I'm going to volunteer. That's the thing that I'm going to do just to make sure that I'm contributing something. So I did a parking shift, and that was fun. But the best volunteer shift that I did was tending bar in the lounge. So the lounge, uh, if you, dear listeners, will, will picture, is this large sort of circus tent style enclosure. And it's it's carpeted on the bottom, and so people take their shoes off when they go onto the carpet. And this entire carpeted area is full of multicolored pillows and bean bags and blankets and small tables. And the ceiling is strung with multicolored, like gently shimmering, blinking lights. Uh, so I arrived with no training at all, no idea how to tend a bar, no clue what I was doing. And I said, "Hey, I I'm going to tend bar. Are you my co-bartender?" He said, "Yes, I am." And do you know how to pour a draft beer? So I learned how to pour a draft beer and where all of the different caffeinated beverages were and then for the next two hours I hung out with this guy I DJed some music so there's this really relaxing music going on and people would come up and you know thank us for providing them with their caffeine or alcohol beverage of their choice and there's a, I just got to spend these two hours in this room full of happy productive connected people in this comfortable space doing what it is that they love and sharing these things with one another and that was just for me absolutely the highlight and I, I got to learn things that I hadn't learned before and then go on with the rest of my conference just feeling like I'd, I'd done something nice next up anyone anyone yeah so I mean uh, it's a weird question to say like what's the strangest or most beautiful thing because darn there are a lot of strange and beautiful things going on around here you like have blinking planes overhead you have these jigs all over the place you have stormtroopers and Boba Fett and I don't know what 
But the, but the idea is, I think one of the coolest things actually just happened on the first day. I came, I was like all, like just in awe of this place. Um, I remember we were just on our way to where we were gonna camp out and stuff. And then I just take a second with, like I had this drink in hand. I take a second and look over this canal. And I was like, wow, you know, this place is really beautiful. And I look up and across the canal, there's a guy also with his drink, also contemplating the canal. And we, we, actually, we actually just look at each other, you know, just kind of like make this cheers kind of gesture across the thing and continue looking down and looking across the place. And I thought that was beautiful because you're here in this place where sure you can interact with people and you're all interacting over something really simple or something really complicated, but it's just as simple as that simple interaction that you have. And I think that's the most beautiful part of this. I guess so. Um, mine's less beautiful. Uh, but it was, uh, I, I was at breakfast this morning and there was a family, because one of the great things about this camp is that there's kids running around everywhere, like beautiful little blonde Dutch kids are wandering around and, and you know, sort of like, pushing each other into the dams and stuff like that. Um, but uh, uh, there is a, a family of three, a mum, dad and a little boy who are sitting eating the breakfast and the mum kind of like chastises the little boy for something and putting his cheese on his head or something like that and he goes mom we're at hacker camp and <laughs> like i can do what i want and uh i just i, I thought that was lovely um <laughs> he was hacking cheese and hats um and i just yeah i just i like that there are so many families uh i like that it's so open to to everyone they've got a kid zone um that kids can play and and uh, do their little hacks and and i just i i love that i love the fact that it is it's it's very inclusive and it's uh it's it feels very relaxed as well i like that okay one very simple thing I've been struggling with my tobacco addiction for the past two days because I ran out of tobacco. So I basically hang around all the time. Do you have something? Do you have a paper? And the funny thing is, I met some Spanish guys yesterday. And they're part of Lorea and minus one, the phone liberation network. So we started talking. We do phone networks. They do phones as well. So, And, well, you know, we met yesterday. So I don't have a fucking clue who they are. But today, while walking, the guy stopped me, gave me a pack of tobacco and said, here, that's for you. And it was like, wow. I mean, you're reading my mind. Like, no. I really love the idea that sharing is not only a matter of sharing ideas or knowledge or whatever. It's also sharing what you have. So if you want to drink grappa, you go there <laughs> to the Italian embassy exactly which we have plenty and in general the fact that money things stuff that we consider part of our life because we live in the idea that you live by your job your money and your possession doesn't actually exist as long as you don't think about it Sure. Um, so, man, I, I have a lot of things that are running through my mind from like the really strange things like the how to take over the world wall or the robotic crepe maker or um, and I think what's beautiful about this camp is that people are, I feel like people here are finally taking ownership like their birthright the fact that you are born in this world means that you own and you participate in the creation of it a lot of the bureaucracies and the Kafkaesque like 
<laughs> ideologies that we've we've had in our outside worlds is broken down here, and I feel like I've been having a. I've been in the in in the real theater of life with a bunch of amazing improvisational actors creating the life that they want to see, and it's been really really fun to play with all of you. This is really, really quick. Hey, wait a minute. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I really love what you just said because uh, I'm, I'm from Scotland. We may be on the verge of creating a new country for real in two years. Um, we're having a referendum on independence. If we win, then uh, two years after that, we become a new nation in the world. Um, which, um, just from what you said, yeah, it is, it is inspiring for me and kind of heartening for me to see a bunch of people coming and taking that responsibility because I know that that's something that I'm going to have to do in a very serious way might have to do in a very serious way in the next few years and it's, it's that's inspired me a lot being here sorry the mic. I'd like to point out that um, in my experience the toilets have remained really clean and yeah. well stocked yeah. that is a beautiful thing no, I mean compared to anywhere Without else I've been segregation Right. Noisy square. Well, never no, mind. I have yeah, noisy with, with toilet paper. <laughs> Sorry, I have I have two quick anecdotes. The first one is I was standing randomly in the food court, and this man turns around and he says, "Hi, who are you?" And we just started talking, and I later find out that this man is one of the founding fathers of all these kind of camps. And I'm like, wow, the openness people have towards one another here. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you're from. And there's so much that allows for so much learning and growth. And the another small, really, really um, simple anecdote that happened today is I was going on stage and I was sitting there shivering right before going up there. And then the sound guy comes to me and he says, I heard that you're cold. You can go sit right there beside the piano because the lights are still on and it's really warm there. And I said, but but I didn't say this out loud to anybody. He said, I heard it from the sound piece I was testing. And you said, and you were mumbling to yourself and you said, I was freezing. And, and I was like, what? And it was the sweetest thing ever. And it just made my day. Okay. I have a simple one, and it's the simple things that make this camp beautiful. Um, a lot of us and some other people that aren't here were walking today. We didn't know where we were going, which is a beautiful thing on days where we don't know where we're going. And wherever the wind takes you and you get distracted and you just start talking to someone you never met or that you have met. And uh, someone heard there were comfy chairs somewhere. And, and we said, we need to go sit on comfy couches. Comfy couches, wow. You know, and, and dialogue ensued about comfy couches. And we start walking towards the comfy couches and three old friends of someone in the group show up and they go where are you going I said well we're going to go sit in comfy couches <laughs> well okay and we go towards comfy couches we never even made it to comfy couches <laughs> because there were comfy beanbag chairs laying out just in a, in a key little corner with the sun was bright but not too hot and we all just take whether there was enough for everyone who cares we all just lay around on the, on the beanbag chairs and sure enough someone says I have something I can read to you something I've written and we all say well yeah and uh, she began to read and we sat and listened for I don't know how long uh, an hour maybe more uh, we listened to someone read chapters from her book and we, some of us were, were laughing the whole time some of us were staring at the space um, it was and we didn't all know each other and it was just uh, I think people were walking by looking at us like out of all the lights and the machines and the talks, these guys are listening to a story. You know? I'm not sure, but did the group get bigger? Because while I was reading and I looked up and then there were more people all of a sudden, I was like, where did these people come from? But I, actually, that was you stole it, but that was going to be my beautiful thing. Because oh, I, I've, never, I've never read aloud. 
uh, any of my work. Uh, I've never really shared it because it's a hobby. We were honored to hear it. Yeah, yeah we were. Uh, we have some newcomers to the circle. Uh, favorite moment, beautiful thing you saw? This. I mean, bringing people together like this, I mean, it's too bad it's a radio show because you, could, you should see, see us sitting here. We have this cute little little camp fire. light. Yeah. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a fire. It's a hacked fire. It's the tiniest tent. Yeah. And there's all these people sitting around here from different nationalities and they're all exchanging stories and uh, it's completely ad hoc. There's just people like me walking by and are like, what the hell is going on here and join in. Yeah, what's your name? My name is Martin. Huh? What's your Come name? On. Hey, Look at this. People are meeting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice meeting. Laura. Did someone have one? Yeah. The day before yesterday, I had birthday. And oh, happy oh, birthday. birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I fully endorse this copyright violation. I got uh, a letter. Uh, someone lent, uh, uh, sent a letter to the camp with my name on it and so on, and it came to my tent. So w w one thing that, that uh, Sarah just said before, when she when she described how um, somebody just uh, suddenly made her day, um, what happened 30 minutes after that was that she made my day by giving me a hug after the talk. Yeah. And what I want to say with this is, I really don't want it to end there. It, it's like <laughs> it has to be passed on. And what I think is that that's also something that's that's happening here when people come together and find out how much joy it is to, to, to do things together, to do things for each other and discovering how much joy it is that somebody does something for them. I think that's something that, that the world needs and it's, it's, it's great to experience that in, in any way possible and it's great for me to experience it here. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I want to start clapping for people's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, even though I'm a specialist in making things, trying to stretch them for too long, uh, it's been a complete yeah. honor. Complete, complete. What, what, what? I was just going to say, about three hours ago, you were like, it's only going to take 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, and involve three people. Several people that have come here, yeah. Well, uh, it's, no, but it's, it sounds good. And good Vinay came back as well at the end. Um, and let's, I want to close it here, uh, and I want to do it again. If it's in two years, if it's in four years, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to try and be here, and, and let's set up some chairs or futuristic space-floating devices and sit on them, and, and let's, let's, let's do this again. Oh, wow. hey, do comfy people, chairs people. next time. Comfy Woo! chairs. Look, look up. Woo! Looking this, up. This is freaking amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
This is the sound of people looking up. <laughs> Alright, let's end it like any good show should be ended with a round of applause and random cheering. Yeah, so all the things that happened in this recording, I mean, I don't know if they all come across, right? A lot of it is visual. Here we are at the end, looking up at the sky. Someone says, look up, and we're looking at stars. I don't know how many people we are at that point, but we're a lot. And um, maybe maybe it doesn't come through in a podcast, but it was this beautiful night and, um, you know, maybe too too long-winded. I don't know, but for me, it was perfect. And I think for everybody who was there... It was uh, just right. And I love that message that came in at the end. Uh, I don't even remember the gentleman's name about how, you know, this has to go on and spread the message and the feeling. And, um, you know, life doesn't doesn't work that way in terms of, you know, going on and on and on. Uh, maybe you, you, you believe that it does. That sounds very good. I'm, I'm not one of those people. But I do think that, that spirit and feeling and um, energy... Um, that stuff is contagious and I know that I carry with me uh, characteristics, habits, the way of looking things in little bits and pieces from people in my life, uh, especially people who had a big impact, whether it's in a, over a long period of time or of a short period of time. So, uh, you know, Raja, f- the way I knew him carries on in, in me. Uh, that's that's what I feel. It's not just what I believe. Maybe that's what I believe, and then and I feel as an extension. Oh, we can get into it. But I loved um, the fact that if I had to have only one recording of him, although it's of course not enough, um, it's great that it it could be on what I think would have been a really great night and day and an event for him. I know that it was as it was for me and so many of us. So uh, this is just something I wanted to do. I wanted to turn on a mic. I wish so much that I could just push a button and have him on, right? But you can't. Uh, but what you can do is you can remember, you can share stories, and that's what a lot of people are doing. I'm going to make my my photo and an audio story to go uh, to a larger project we're doing. Maybe I'll link to that. Um, but in the meantime, here's my podcast. Um, a very modest, very small, not worthy of, of the man, this wonderful human who I wish I had known even more. I wish I had more time with. Um, but, uh, you know, Raja, where, wherever you are, as they say, wherever you are, um, uh, it was a... Uh, huge honor and and actually well look look it's gonna go on um in me as i said so there you have it uh, i'll go out with um something nice uh, uh and as for uh, this podcast you know it's it's a citizen reporter and i'm mark fonseca and i will catch you next time and i hope wherever you are you're uh, you're appreciating the days that you've gotten the sweet moments right that's what we should all be doing i think uh, okay i'm out of here see you